Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I am well. So today, Paige and I are talking about time blindness or time, neurodiversity and time, all things time. Um, And so, Paige, what did you learn about time? All right. So time, the definition of time. Uh-huh. Um, the uh-huh. indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. And so that's did you also look or research for um and then I have other time blindness? Did you oh, look for a definition for time blindness? I didn't blindness? do time blindness, but I did do a definition research of time management. Which okay. also came up when I did the whole like time thing. Mm-hmm. And that is defined as the process of organizing and planning how to divide your time between ac- different activities. So, right. So, time blindness would just be, um, it's what like doctors coined this term for people with ADHD specifically, but I think it applies to other neurodiversities as well. I know I definitely have issues with time as well, um, right? So it's this um, lack of this inherent awareness um, to be able to keep track of the passage of time. Um, so um, what did you find as like reasons why people might have oh. an issue with? Um, I, I just <laughs> now realized that Unless you typed, unless you, uh, well, I mean, the only thing I really have is some, I don't know how to uh, pronounce this word. So maybe we can put it, the word in the notes, in we- the thing, because I'm just going to spell it because I don't know how to say it. So I'm really sorry for all of you if you have trouble with what I'm about to do, but it's T A C H I. P S Y C H I A. And it's a condition that distorts the perception of time, making it like appear that events slow down or speed up. So is that just like all the time? Because I definitely have moments where things seem to go by super slow or things seem super speedy. So is that that or is it like every day? No, that's. I mean, so is this something like everybody just experiences? Because it makes it sound like certain people like specifically have it. I think. And that it's weird. Like I've experienced. Are you going to let me answer your question? Here we go. Here's the answer. Um, Actually, the answer is just my educated guess. So I think everybody experiences that. I've definitely had times where time seems to go slowly or time seems to go fast, right? But I think the condition is that it happens more intensely and more frequently. Mm -hmm. 
right? Right. So I don't know that happens all the time, but it definitely, they have more episodes of having that feeling. And so what I always say when I'm talking to clients is that um, the time, the the, uh, idiom time flies when you're having fun Uh is never more true than when you're talking uh, about somebody who has ADHD, right? And then I also have things with um, another reason is executive functions. So executive from my research. So you can correct me if my research was wrong or if I messed up, but executive functions and time perception kind of go hand in hand. Timing is linked to working memory, planning, and attention, which are skills that people who are neurodiverse, particularly people with ADHD, have trouble with doing. So that just makes time and everything even harder. Right. I mean, just think about it. If you're having trouble paying attention to something and you keep on getting distracted, then something that took you an hour didn't actually take you an hour because you kept on getting distracted. It maybe took you 20 minutes, but you feel like it took you an hour because that was from the beginning to the finish, right? So so now your scale for like being able to judge time is a little off, right? But like also the internal clock is off, right? So, um, so they perceive time really differently. People with um, neurodiversities have this whole time insensitivity. So they can't, like, if I asked you to close your eyes, you guys can all try this at home. Um, Not if you're driving though. Um, So if you close your eyes and you set a timer for a minute and you open your eyes after as long as you think it's been a minute, people are either like grossly under or grossly over how long a minute is, right? Um, People with ADHD tend to be grossly under. Um, But, um, right, so they also have like delayed discounting, which is like they discount the value of an outcome because of the delay of its occurrence, right? So like um, they just, they have trouble like, you know, um, with like when things occur, did you sneeze? God bless you. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> she, she think you were muted. That is really funny. Um, bless you. Um, she is just getting over being really, really sick. So, um, right. Uh, Dr. Barkley talks about time as being the exceptional nearsightedness about the future, right? Or other doctors talk about it as being like, being able um, that there are really two times for people with ADHD, there's now and not now. And now actually, according to studies, now actually only lasts four seconds, which isn't very long, (laughs) right? So they also like, don't feel the urgency of time passing. So desired outcomes for long-term goals, like saving for a house, or a career, or having a family, those things seem so far away that it's hard to judge like what to do in the moment to get to those really bigger goals because they're so far away. Um, right? If you talk about like 
that marshmallow test, you know, one marshmallow an hour. If you can wait in 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, you can have another marshmallow. Mm -hmm. All the kids that failed that probably were neurodiverse, right? That was just so unfair. Um, Right. So here's another exercise you can do again, not if you're driving, but you could do it, Paige. I'll watch you do it. So um, this is uh, this Dr. Hartman's um, time exercise. So Paige, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Point to the future with your right hand. Point to the past with your left hand. Okay, now <clears throat> Paige is pointing directly in front of her and directly behind her. And so according to Hartman, you can open your eyes now. Okay. According to Hartman, that shows a lack of understanding of time because people who people who are not neurodiverse when they point to the future they point diagonally oh just think about it if you're pointing straight ahead Mm -hmm. right like if you think of it of your arm as like a line of dominoes if there's a line of dominoes straight out in front of you that were representing time Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to see anything but the first domino now Oh, yeah. Okay. If it's diagonally, you can like see out into the future. All of them. Right. So it is interesting. I I do it when I have groups. I have everybody close their eyes and see where everybody points. It's funnier when I do it in the group that I run for couples, because that often has some people in it who are not neurodiverse and they will point the correct way. And then when they see that their spouse who has ADHD is pointing straight ahead that that right there they're like oh oh that makes sense um it gives some people some understanding so if you know somebody with adhd or you think somebody with you know has adhd it's not a diagnostic test (laughs) but you know it could give you a good heads up about how their brain's working right so um what are some outcomes page if you don't understand time Besides eating the marshmallow. I definitely would still eat the marshmallow. I couldn't wait to get a second marshmallow. And I'm 25. (laughs) Okay. But um, consistently running late or always like being behind or always forgetting something. Um, So you're like either in... Or you could be the complete opposite and be extremely early for something. That I have clients that use that as, um, I have one client in particular. She <laughs> says that her, um, she used to be like for everything. And she says that her way to solve that is to be what she calls stupid early. Because mm. she's like 20 minutes early for college classes, right? Like she's stupid early. <laughs> right. Um, you, so I don't know if this really counts, but I feel like it should because like the whole internal clock thing, but you stay up way too late when Mm -hmm. you, when you should be asleep. So like before my boyfriend and I met, I would no lie, stay up until like 12, 1230 being on my computer doing, I honestly don't really know what, probably watching videos and then looking down at the clock and being like, oh, Hey, you need to be up in x amount of hours you should probably go to bed however he texts me good night and good morning every day 
or we'll do it to each other sometimes. Now I say goodnight to him first sometimes, but he always, after a while, I like figure it out. He goes to bed 9 30, 10 o'clock every single night. So I always get a text from him. So then I'm like, oh, I should go to bed too. So that's always helpful. And and then I like asked him about it. And he's like, it, it's good to um go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time it every is your day. Brain, your brain does like that. Okay, Mr. Smart Man. Well, he's not wrong. I mean, that's like he's not. That's like if you're if they they tell that to anybody who has trouble with sleep, like no. that's one of the like starting places to normalize your sleep is to go to bed uh, and wake up at the same time every uh, day. All right, interesting. Okay. Um So I, a lot of I think I I wrote this wrong so I want to make sure I think I meant to say don't overschedule your day not overschedule your day but don't I think what you wrote was well yes you should not overschedule but I think why you wrote it that way is because an outcome of having a time blindness oh, is that you is often over schedule your day okay right? and then you forget or at least I forget to eat or take breaks so especially when I'm like at work by myself and I'm like the only member of management in my department there's like other higher up right. people but they don't care they're not running my department they have other things to do so I will like I never take my breaks anyway just because like we have a lot to do and everyone else often takes one like sometimes I will but um I tend to which I shouldn't do it's actually against the rules but I don't don't take a lunch sometimes (gasps) I don't take my 30 minute I I eat food sometimes I don't physically clock out and like sit down. And when I do, I still like am working still because since I'm the only person like in charge there, I have to like still be in communication with everybody. So it's not really a break anyway. I'm just working off the clock. So I might as well just eat and get paid. Sometimes I can eat. Sometimes I'm too busy to eat. It's not healthy, but No. no, it's not. Um, everybody yeah. needs a break. Yeah. Um, but I get your staff is like way understaffed. Um, your department is way understaffed. So hopefully it'll get better it at some point. Right. So like, I guess like, like the outcomes are all about like, you're always really late or you're really early, but like being really consistently late, like that can get you fired. Mm-hmm. Right. Can. Or they can easily get you fired at any job or, yeah. Or I Um, used to have a professor that locked the door and you could not go into her class late. That's that was, I I mean, I I think professors are a little nicer now. I went to school a really long time ago mm because I'm old, but I'm sure there are some classes where like, you don't want to be the person who walks in late every week. Right. That would be cool. Or, you know, not everybody understands why you're late. So people definitely think you're like, flighty or um you know like you don't care right so it comes off as if you don't care about other people which is not true and no one would want to like hang out with with you or like talk to you we used to legit lie to my dad like by 
half an hour, an hour for school functions that my sister and I had because he was always, always, always late. I told that to some of my coworkers and one of my coworkers does that to one of her, like someone that she knows. And the woman is still always late (laughs) somehow still late. Yeah. Right. So, right. So what, um, what kind of hacks did you find when you were researching? Um, cause you're never, you're well, not never late for work, but you're, you're, not usually late not usually sometimes I am but I try not to be um so something I actually do which I tell people this and they think I'm weird and crazy (laughs) for doing this but I purposefully (coughs) make myself get up two hours or a little more than usually two hours before I'm supposed to be at work. So if I work at 930, I get my butt out of bed by 730. Because if I cannot get ready and out the door in two hours, then I need to reevaluate how I'm doing my things because there's no reason that it should take me two hours over two hours to get ready. It's not like I'm like doing a full face of makeup and glamming up my hair every day. Certainly Even if I not. was, two hours is more than enough time. So that's what I do. I so also a nice walk. hard boundary about yes. like. Um, I also walk to work. So currently. it's really an hour and a half so to get ready. Really an hour and a half because it takes 30 minutes for me to walk to work. Right. Um, and then. Plus, I also always just assume that they might ask me to come in early. So this is definitely a thing where you work. Yes. Um, so actually though, that wasn't on my list. I just thought of that now, but okay. um, a hack, uh, get an analog clock instead of a digital clock. If you use a clock, most people, I don't think probably, even if you don't use it, you, I have an analog clock in my room. Yes, it ticks and it's annoying, but with an analog clock, you can, it's like a pie graph. You can right. see, physically see the time. Mm-hmm. And that can help you better vid- better visually to see five minutes or 10 minutes right. or whatever. I even tell people, I tell people with young children to cover their house in analog clocks. There should be analog clocks in like every room, right? Um, and we have them. Um, there's one in our den. There's one in my office. There's one in your room. There's one in dad's office. There's one yeah. in the kitchen. There's one in the right? kitchen. Um, but <clears throat> in high school, oddly enough, in high school, and I don't know why this keeps happening to me, because there's a girl at work who has trouble with time too. But I, like a person would ask me in high school, like what time it was. It was like, dude, there's a clock right there. It's like, oh, I don't know how to read that clock. It was like, you don't know how to read that. We are the same age. I definitely <laughs> learned how to read a clock. <laughs> And I have ADHD. If I can read the clock, you should be able to read the clock too. It's a thing now because but- people don't have them in their homes because they rely on like the clock to like, you know, whatever they use for their, you know, their DVD player or their, um, you know, their Game Boy or not Game Boy, but like their uh, com- whatever console, console they have. Yeah that has the time on it like that's their clock or their phone right but I even have like on my phone the clock that shows up on my phone is actually an analog clock so there's a widget there's a widget for most phones that you can replace the 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 
the clock. Mm -hmm. So I get an analog clock when I pull up a clock on my phone. Okay. And then the woman at work, I don't know what the issue is, but I think there might be something because she's clocked out for lunch before and she's like, oh, Paige, you're good at math, right? I was like, I'm okay. I'm decent. What do you need help with? She's like, I went on lunch at, I don't know, like 1247. What time do I go back? And I was like, okay, it's a 30 minute lunch. You're going to count by tens. And remember that there are only 60 or 50 minutes in an hour. So you were right the first time. Yeah. 50 so 60. then you'll do si- no if she clocked out at 47 i taught her oh count you're counting 57, from 50 yes 57 57 17 that's how i remember yes. to do it i don't take 15 minute breaks so i don't have a system for that or i told her set a timer the minute <laughs> you do it. or on sundays i text my boyfriend when i go to lunch because that's like a good time where we can just talk for 30 minutes. And so I have a timestamp of, I went on lunch now, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) All really good strategies. Yes. Uh, My guess is that that woman must have dyscalculate or something. Possibly. But I, um, she asks me quite often actually to help her with like, Paige, you're good at math, right? I was like, I guess, sure, I'm good at math. Compared to her, you must be a freaking genius I must at math. Be. So, um, well, that's so, nice. Yeah. Um, so next, so um, the, the yeah, next thing, ahead. um, similarly to the analog clock, get an analog timer. Um, I would show you, but none of you can see what I'm talking about. But we can put a link. We can put a link. So there's this box analog timer thing. And there's, you can, um, it's a timer. So you pull the little plastic knobby thing that has, and it's like the timer part of it is red. So you set it to wherever. It's um, 60, 60 minutes. I think yep, it only it counts backwards. up to 55. Yeah. So I don't know if it can do a full hour. It, it might. It can because it has the 55 that has like five, uh, five more lines. More, like four more lines. So 59, 59 minutes. You set it to wherever and then you can see, physically see the little red part getting smaller and smaller as time goes so on. They're called, they're called time timers. They're yeah. pretty well known in the ADHD world, at least. Um, And um, we'll put a link, though, if you've, for some reason, never heard of them. Um, But But, they're backwards from a clock. Yeah. Like the 15 minutes. When I visualize 15 minutes in my head, it goes from 12 to 3, right? But on that, it goes from, like, where the 12 to the 9 would be, right, on the other side. Because it's not like a normal clock. It's 0, 5, 10, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a It's not like a normal clock. It's a timer. I know. I'm just saying, if I if I close my eyes and I think about 15 minutes, the picture I get is a clock from 12 to 3 because that's 15 minutes. I visualize everything. I I don't see 15 minutes as anything. I just well, that's part of the problem. No, I'm just kidding. It might be. (laughs) But um, I when I use it, I like to make it a game. Of How course. if I can, if I can, well, usually with laundry, can I, or clean my room, can I clean my room or do this like little activity before the timer goes off? Beat the clock then, is a good game. 
I get really excited when I beat the clock. Um, you can, uh, something I do when I have to do yard work or leaves, I listen to music. So if you like listening to music, you know, most songs are three or four minutes long. So if you have to do yard work or leaves for 30 minutes, chances are you'll be able to listen to about 10 songs and it's like a fun way to do it. So if you like listening to music, I have lots of clients Um, that use music mm -hmm. as a timer, right? They'll even do like beat the clock with one song. So I'm going to play my one favorite song this week and pick up like all the trash that's in my living room or whatever, right? Music is a really good timer for Mm -hmm. people with ADHD. Or I just thought of this, um, something that is actually like physically timed are podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, our podcasts are what, like an hour? Mm, really depends. 40 um, minutes to an hour, depending okay. on how maybe not. Maybe not this podcast is a good example, but podcasts are usually... Well, as long as you look at the time, it tells yeah. you before you play it how long it is. How long it is. So then you know yeah. it. Um, uh, I can't. I try doing this every time and it doesn't work. It might work for some of you. If it doesn't work, I don't suggest to doing this. But you can use TV shows as a timer because most TV like shows, it is. But it does some, it might work for some people. Most TV shows are 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. You have nice background noise. Just don't pay too much attention to it. Don't do something that takes a lot of concentration. Exactly. It's good for like, like I'm folding my laundry. Yeah. And listening to a show. You don't want to watch Netflix you because that's like a really, you need to pay attention to that TV show. It takes a lot of focus to watch it. I want right. to watch it, but I don't have that focus. But right. you can do that if you want to. Um, you can have a family member or a trusted person, if you, like, live with someone, have them check on you or have them, like, like if you say, like, I'm going to go clean my room, check on me in or check in with me, not check on me, but check in with me in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You have more of that initiative to, like, get something done. It would be that... kind of embarrassing if you didn't get anything done and you asked this person to check in on you. I have people who even do that just via, like, text with a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, text me in 10 minutes. Ask me if I finished X. Or, or if you have a person in your life, like I have in mine, my sister Alexis just takes it upon herself to remind me of things. The day that you and dad went out, you and Jack and dad went to that show, you told me to feed the cat at 630. Mm -hmm. At like six something, I got a text from Alexis, don't forget to feed the cat. And I was like, Alexis, it's not 630. I can't feed her yet. 6.30 rolls around. Another text. It's 6.30. I was like, okay, stop. Or when like it gets dark, it's like, it's getting dark outside. You should come upstairs. And I was like, okay, Alexis, I'll come upstairs. To like turn but, on the lights and stuff. That's and funny. And like close the things because like she can't do any of it. So like no, yesterday, 
yesterday I got out a little later than when I was supposed to. So I didn't exactly make it home at exactly 630. But on my way home, I did get a text. They're like, are you coming home soon? I was like, yes. And like, when? And I was like, I was literally like five seconds away. It's like Kushka can wait. And Kushka was waiting for me on the back of the sofa or the back of the chair, just waiting for me. That would be the cat who yeah, needs to be found. Kushka. Um, but she like often does stuff like that when you guys aren't home and you yeah. remind tell me to do something, she'll be like, It's six thirty. I was like, Okay. She, she is a little bit of a voice ma'am. That's just her personality. Type. It is, but, but yeah. it's actually super helpful. Like I'm right. sounding like I'm annoyed, but it's actually super helpful because I, have... I do forget. Like right. I did forget, like I didn't realize that it was six thirty. Okay. So. And if Alexis wasn't home, Kushka would have probably just come downstairs and scratched at my door. Probably. So. I used to have a client who lived with um, a bunch of guys, friends of his, and he had such an issue, like getting lost in his computer on Netflix and stuff, that he would have a friend of his be like, it's nine o'clock. And and take his laptop from him. Oh, interesting. I mean, he asked his friend to do it, but like, that's a good friend, right? It is. That's a great friend. He would take his laptop from him so that he could, you know, do his bedtime routine and get to bed at a decent time and not Um, get, because he would stay up all night watching, you know, ridiculous videos that he didn't really have to watch. Uh, Netflix does, or not Netflix, TikTok does that. If you scroll on it for a long enough time, this woman appears and like, you've been on TikTok for a while now. Why don't you take a break? And like That's this funny. guy, Will, is like, you've been on here for a long time. I would say also like in on anything, especially like YouTube, you could turn off the autoplay. You should turn off the autoplay. Yeah. If you go on to watch a video about something, I mean, I know other people use YouTube for entertainment. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do. I learn use YouTube to like learn how to do things I don't know how to do. Oh, right. I like do that too. We live in a really old house and I'm not gonna pay somebody to fix most things because I'm frugal. We'll call it frugal, not cheap. Um, I'm frugal. And so I'll just look up online how do you do X and then I'll watch a video. And then I'll go do it, right? Mm-hmm. But taking down the chimney is not a job that you should. <laughs> you should hire somebody if you ever choose to do that. Do not do it yourself. I'm not going to rip out the, the chimney by yourself. Okay. And we do want to get rid of that, but I'm not going to do it myself. But like, okay. when we like replaced all the locks in the house, because who knows how many people in the neighborhood had keys to our houses when we moved in? We Probably changed all nobody. the locks. Who knows though? Some they people have been living here forever, in but she had been living in it, right? The house has been here a long time, and she lived in the house for like thirty years. So I didn't know who had extra keys to the house. So we changed all the locks. Also, none of the locks used to match, which was super annoying. So I wanted all the locks to have the same keys. So we went to Home Depot. I knew by locks that all have the same number at the top, and then they'll all have the same key. So. Um, some of the locks must have been the original locks from like the 1950s and doorknobs used to be made differently. So there are no visible screws. I couldn't even see how to take them off. 
So I watched a YouTube video to learn how to take it off, um, which I thought was pretty cool that I could like do this myself, right? And I know other people who will like watch it to like fix their dryers. I wouldn't do that. But, um, <laughs> but you know, point is turn off the autoplay on anything you can turn off the autoplay on. I don't even right? have that option. Just so on my on my computer, it doesn't let me auto. auto. I have to click like a playlist in order to like fully watch stuff. That's weird. Which I guess is a good thing. Yes, but... right? Because you should be. It's fine if you want to watch videos for an hour. I don't care. Whatever. But you should know that that's what you're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. Right? What else did you find out? Um, what other hacks? So I. Mm, made this one up so i don't know if it's helpful but you can write down or tell someone how long you think doing something unenjoyable is preferably unenjoyable so like the dishes i like doing the dishes but i did this with the dishes i think once and tell someone to write down how long you think it will take you or how long you think it takes to do the dishes and then set a timer or a stopwatch or something and do them and then stop obviously stop the stopwatch or whatever and or set a timer and if you finish before the timer goes <laughs> off because you probably will finish before the timer goes off because it doesn't take an hour to do the dishes it's not um that way you just like have a better idea of how long it actually takes you this is totally actually a strategy oh um, is it? a okay. lot of ADHD are reluctant to do it but if you do do it you I usually tell people to do it like three times for each activity that they're trying to learn how long it takes them to do mm-hmm. um and then sort of average that right whatever it is like once it took me 33 minutes once it took me 25 and once it took me 30 then like the average there is closer to 30 than 25 or 33 right yeah so um it is an actual strategy yeah. i think you've had me do it once with the i did have you do it in i'm high sure school. i'm sure i think that's why i thought of it right because people with adhd are reluctant to start something if they don't know how long it's going to take or if they perceive that it's going to be boring. I mean, fair. Yeah, right? Of course, right? If you have an interest-based brain, of course, you're not going to want to go do something you think is boring, right? Yeah. Um, so, A, make it not boring, mm-hmm. right? So, play some music, watch a podcast. Ooh, I wonder if they listen colored, to a podcast. Colored dish soap. So then when you do the dishes, you'll have colorful colorful soap and playing with like bubbles and stuff so i don't make know that. but you should invent that um don't give away all your good ideas um yeah no one can take that it's fine. Goods. it's totally mm-hmm. i have one client who only he has a favorite podcast and he only listens to that podcast, podcast? it is not it's a true crime podcast though so Ooh. you like true crime mm-hmm. um so, um, and he was my client before we started this, but anyway, he, um, he lived by himself. So only had to do the dishes like once or twice a week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause he only cooked once or twice a week and then he just made enough food that he could eat leftovers. Right. So, right. um, but he would listen, he would save that podcast 
for doing the dishes because he really he loved to cook but he hated to do the dishes right i like doing the dishes i like usually doing the dishes unless there's like soggy food or for whatever you don't reason, like the meatloaf pan i hate the meatloaf that's <laughs> disgusting that's a whole other podcast <laughs> disgusting things Paige hates to do or when you insist that I do the dishes on seafood tonight, that's just cruel. I don't think I've ever insisted that you do that. You uh, find then you coincidentally always put the, the meal for seafood on oh, Wednesday you know what nights. It was? You know what it was? It was that seafood meals are usually really easy to cook. And so there's always where Alexis is cooking nights, mm -hmm. but she never has to do the dishes. So that, that. Even though she's Sorry. proven several times that she can reach and knows how to clean a dish. Yeah, but and not, can put them in the dishwasher. But the dishwasher to, does all the work. Someone just has not to do to the hand washing. <laughs> not to my satisfaction. She can't do the hand washing part to my satisfaction. But she can easily put stuff in the dishwasher. Okay, very good. Just saying. <laughs> well, then you should call her out and tell her to do that part. That is between you and her. Work it out, babe. That. Work it out. <laughs> All right. What else did you find? Anything? I did. I have other things. Okay. Um, you can print out a blank schedule, preferably ones that have times on them. So like either 30 minute increments or hour increments from like five o'clock, I think is might, might be the early, like an early time, not too early, an early time to like 10 and have them in 30 minute or hour long increments and you can put that when like just put right out the things that you do normally don't forget to put in breaks and like food i mean if you're gonna do that kind of dinner. stuff my clients that do that i make them put in sleep and eating first oh yeah okay so yeah, and do, then they can put in other yeah. things because don't forget it's to actually do a those. good exercise to do a lot of my clients are very resistant to traditional calendars that have times on them yeah. um but i think it's a good exercise to do at least once so that you can see how much time you actually have during a day because most people either grossly under or overestimate it so i have one client who's like oh you know i have appointment at two I can't do anything today because I have to get ready for that appointment. <laughs> I'm like, really? What about from like, you know, 10 a.m. until 2? <laughs> There's some, some time in there. You could do something, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good way. Or if you're the person who like tries to squeeze in too much because you're like, I have this giant to-do list. I can do the whole thing in one day. No, you can't. No, you, you can't. Don't. Don't do that. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I would say it's a good exercise to do at least yeah. once. Um, so this isn't really time now that I think about it more just, I mean, it could be for time, but it's not specifically time, I guess. Um, you could get a calendar. Like I would think maybe not a digital, like you can use a digital calendar because <laughs> that's probably most likely you have a phone that has a calendar on it. Or you could buy one of those giant paper ones or a dry erase monthly one. And every month you could write out the things that you already have scheduled 
or the things that you already know that you do. You could put in when payments like come out and stuff. Um, and then that way you can see, like, let me consult my calendar for a second. And then you could see if you have time for that. Make sure when you're putting in your appointments and stuff that you add the time to it, like 11 o'clock or whatever your time right. is. So then you know what time it's at. Um, okay. Big visual calendars. Yeah. Calendars I think would be help more helpful. Yeah, right. Of like physical calendar. Well, it's that whole like object permanence thing with people with ADHD. So if they can't see it, it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. So your calendar on your phone. So if you're using like Google Calendar or Apple Calendar, um, we use a family calendar. We use Cozy so that people can see what each other's doing, um, right? But like it's in the phone. Right. So you specifically have to go look at the calendar. And if you're not trained, if you don't have that habit, you're not going to, then that's not helpful. Right. Or you're going to get distracted on another app with Uh, another app on your phone. Right. I'd rather scroll through Instagram. Exactly. So, but a big wall calendar, or um, Mm -hmm. I used to have one family that used to put their calendar in the bathroom so that when you were brushing your teeth, everybody could look at the calendar. I thought it was a different idea um, that might work for some people. So, yeah. But and then, it's still um, time, though, because calendars yeah. are, <laughs> that's just a longer chunk of time yes. than now and not now. Um, okay. Um, looks like I have one other thing, I guess. Okay. Put your so, other thought. Planners. Here's the thing. In high school and in middle, particularly in high school, for whatever reason, I got really into these women, these older women, these like adult women, these women that are mothers and stuff who would buy these fancy, fancy planners and like decorate them. And they looked so organized. I was like, I want that. I want that for me. I tried for years to make planners work for me. I now given up. I tried doing the uh, ADHD proof bullet journaling thing that um, you told me you're not going to stick to that. And I was like, yes, I will. I did it for three months and haven't touched it since that was like two years ago. So I like to use the giant calendar because that's the only thing I work up. Uh, planners don't really work for people with ADHD. If you can do a planner, that's great. Um, in my experience, I've tried several times to make planners work for me because it just seems so easy. You could just take it with you. Here's what works for for me and for some of my clients. And it's not like a traditional planner. So I use just a regular journal. It's an empty blank notebook. Um, I guess you could use like an actual spiral notebook, but I have a nice, you know, pretty one. Um, and I... On one half of the page, I have what I need to do that day that are planned scheduled appointments that have times attached to them. And on the other half of a single page, I have habits that I'm trying to build or things that I know I need to do that day, right? So like the third Wednesday of every month, I... um work on my profit and loss form, right? So that's on that calendar, right? But I don't have a specific time of day that I do that. I just know that 
that's the day I do it. And when I have a chunk of time, I fit it in. So, so it's sort of this combination of like some things that are time and some things that I just know I need to get done. And then the opposite page from that, I leave blank for any notes that I need to take that day about anything. Right. And so it's sort of, it's not quite as specific as a bullet journal. I would say it's an extremely modified bullet journal. And the only thing I have times are actual appointments when I'm actually meeting another person. Right. Um, And that works for me. It works for a lot of other people because it's, I can physically open it and have it open on my desk so I can see it. Right. But if I have to look at a whole month, then that, that planner doesn't work. Right. Because I don't have all, I'm not writing out because it's in a, it's not a, traditional planner it's not pre-printed right so for that i have to look at you know i usually just go on and look at our family app to see a whole month at a time if i need to plan something for you know a whole month but we do use the family calendar just so that we all know where each other is it really started out in when my kids were in high school when you guys were in high school so that if you guys planned something and you needed me to drive you, you didn't plan it at a time that I wasn't available to drive you. We had such social lives because I went out all times. the time in high school. You didn't. Go I was out a all party the time. animal. Totally. I'm joking. I definitely was not. She was a loser. No, I'm just kidding. She's I'm... not a loser. <laughs> um, so, but but there were t- things that you guys would have to do, and you'd be like, "Oh, you can't drive me." I'm like, uh, "No, no." Like I, I have a life um, or I have to work or I have whatever, right? So, so yeah. So calendaring, some kind of calendar with some kind of structure mm-hmm. is good. Some kind of yeah. structure in your day is good, right? So I'd say if you have absolutely, I was talking to a client yesterday. He has absolutely no structure of any kind or any formed habit at all, including like Ever? she's including like brushing his teeth or getting dressed. He has like no habits that he does every day at the same time at all. So I always say like, if you're starting out at the very, very beginning of trying to manage your time, um, I would start with some kind of morning routine, right? You get up, you, what is it that you need to do to get to work on time, right? Or to get to school on time or to start your day, whatever your day might look like, right? Right, so for a lot of people that is like, get up, brush teeth, get yourself ready, maybe take a shower, get dressed, right? In the same kind of order every day. And that's how you start to build habits, right? You do the same thing every day at the same time and you build from there. So he's gonna work on that. That's what he's working on. He's actually taking a little break because he has to go do some mental health stuff, which is more important than the coaching right now is to take care of the mental health issues. Um, But while he's doing that, he's going to start like trying to build this morning routine. Like a morning routine for me would include other things, right? I have a pretty extensive morning routine that I do lots of things during. But for some people, you know, you want to keep it simple to begin with. And then as you build those habits, the best way to build another habit is to attach it to an already formed habit. Right. And that, I mean, this all relates to time because it's all time management, right. Kind of productivity kind of stuff. Right. 
Um, uh, yeah. I have lots of thoughts about time. Because mm. <laughs> it's always been a struggle for me, but I've really gotten, I would say now I have an excellent time management. Um, <laughs> my foot fell asleep and it's all tingly. I'm sorry. Like my uh, toes are all numb. That's great. I'm sure everybody appreciates hearing about your tingly toes. That actually happens kind of often. It's kind of weird. <laughs> something's wrong maybe maybe a topic not for the podcast um do you have any other thoughts or any like one go-to tool that works for you for time page um i'm still working on that i mean you get to work most days what do you do to make sure you get to work on time i get up two hours early and then what like how do you know like how do you keep yourself moving to do the things you need to do and not getting lost in other things? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. And um, you don't? Are you like, do you have a timer set? Do you make sure you're checking the time frequently? Do you? I mean, I, I do know, check you must... the time frequently. Okay. Um. If I take a shower, then I usually, like, will just take the shower, like, immediate, And then, like, once you're out of the shower, you're cold. So you want to get into clothes, like, as soon as possible. Um, I should probably pick out the clothes beforehand. But I choose not to do that because, like, if I change my mind and I don't want to wear that, like, I'll think of a mm-hmm. thing I want to wear. And then I'm like, ew, no, I don't want to wear that. That's gross. And then I choose something else. Okay. And it's easy when like easier when things are like pre-made. So like when I make my lunches and I can just like grab them. Yeah. That's always nice. Or uh take the random six dollars that I have just sitting on my desk and shove them in my pocket. For lunch. And grab a bar. Mm-hmm. Right. So so your biggest strategy now is just to constantly check the time. I I suppose so. Okay. We might want to build on that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you're doing the same things every morning, right? Like um, you do them in almost the same order. Yeah. I said almost. Yeah. yeah. Right? <clears throat> so that's that's like habit stacking and building a routine, right? So mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Um, I have no thoughts to add, so we're done. Do you want to say goodbye? Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the Neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.